0: What does people-forward banking mean? At s it's more than just serving as your trusted financial partner. It's making people our purpose and wanting to see everyone succeed. Join us for Days of Delight, our feel-good, give-back, make-you-smile campaign that will have you saying, this is why ST Bank is my bank. We're even offering you a free financial literacy guide to start your journey to a brighter financial future. So let's celebrate kindness and create some joy. Stop by a local branch or visit stbank.com to see what the excitement is all about. Member FDIC
2: This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It is a rainy Monday here in Pittsburgh, and the Steelers are finally on their bye week. And, uh, Matt, I don't know if the bye week could come to uh, <laughs> <All right. laughs> in a much better point than this. Uh, the Steelers uh, stumble into the bye at 2-6 and six after a, a 35-13 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. And, um, well, the uh, it, the loss continues. The Steelers' woes in Philadelphia, where they have not won since 1965. Um, not surprising, the outcome. Obviously, I'm a little surprised at the, at the score, but... It wasn't too far off from no, um, from you know what uh, really both of us were saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, happy Halloween to all. Eat a couple of extra Milky Ways. You'll feel better. It'll be okay. Don't worry. I mean, the, the tough stretch is over. Uh, the season's in trouble, and I can understand the disappointment. But playing that team, they were even more impressive in person, in a way, you know, than scouting. Them coming and, off their bye. coming like, off their bye yeah. at home. Hurts played phenomenal, you know. I mean, they're an excellent football team. I feel pretty strongly that two of their last four opponents are probably going to meet in the Super Bowl. And I'm not trying to candy coat things. The Steelers aren't a good football team right now. but They're not on that level. N- well, they're on that level, no. I mean, but if you took the Bills and Eagles game out of the equation, it would be a slightly disappointing season. It wouldn't be a disaster, you know. I mean, and those two teams are phenomenal.
2: Well, again, I think if you, you know, to your point, um, if they had won one of those other games, if they had yeah. beaten the Jets or they had beaten the Patriots or beaten both of those teams, right, right. which were both winnable games, if they had beaten the Browns, which was a winnable game, yeah, if they're sitting here at three and five Miami. or four and four at this point, something along those lines, you have a much be- different. Yeah, a, you don't like getting album. blown out in those games against those two teams, but uh, it, it has a different feel to it. Yeah. To your point, Matt. I just looked here on Football Outsiders. Mm-hmm. After playing that game, okay. the Steelers have played the hardest schedule in the league.
1: That makes perfect sense. I mean, it totally adds up. They, they played two of the top three teams, and I think the two top teams.
2: The schedule the rest of the way, 20th.
1: Wow. Okay. I mean, that's
2: an extreme, that's <laughs> extreme, extreme difference. difference.
1: And it might even get easier. I mean, there's a couple teams on the schedule coming up, like New Orleans, that had a high point yesterday. Orlando, right, or Right, right, you know, right. Exactly. That might not be... All that form. Of, yeah, you know, teams that adorable. are... Beat, yeah.
2: I mean, the Tennessee Titans have won five games in a row.
1: <laughs> right. In a but who have they manner. beaten? Right, right. You know, it's, it's
2: Houston. It's it's Indianapolis twice. I mean, they're not a good football team. Yeah, no,
1: they're starting Malik Willis, and they beat Houston by seven. <laughs> they threw you know, the right. ball like
2: eight times yesterday. <laughs> right. And Henry
1: runs for 200 again. It's like a Houston. high school game. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think that's the company the Steelers are in. Um, I think these next couple games will be telling. I think the bye week comes at a good time. There was... Not a lot of good that came out of yesterday. I mean, there just wasn't. I mean, who had impressive performances? Not a lot, you know. And Jay Warren. Warren, yeah. I mean, um, there's a couple names I can yeah. come up with. I thought, I, thought, I thought Claypool well.
2: did some good things. I, I mean, I, I, I thought some guys individually on offense and defense did some good things. Oh, yeah, yeah. But there were just some Including breakdowns. Including the quarterback. Yeah.
1: Including the quarterback. You know.
2: um, but there were just some things that, you know, again, need to be cleaned up. The pre-snap penalties. The, the
1: self-inflicted wounds. Yeah. I mean, th- this team can't overcome that. No. I mean, they're not going to overcome that against the Browns or the Raiders, let alone the Eagles. You know, I mean, in the, the, the bunches of them and all the first half ones and, you know, kicking the ball out of bounds. and I mean, little things like that. I mean, just, they, they just don't have that kind of room for error without an explosive offense.
2: Yeah, uh, and that, that explosiveness, uh, once again, I think last week uh, in the game against the Dolphins, they had uh, three drives of, uh, I think, 12 or more plays. Mm-hmm. In this game, 13-play, eighty four or 84-yard drive. It leads to a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Okay. 12-play, uh, 55-yard drive. Field goal. But there was a 10-yard penalty there that made it a little bit longer than it, or, than it had to be. A 15-play, 74-yard drive ends in a field goal.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, it,
2: the red zone issues, they're now below 50% on the season mm-hmm. in the red zone. Yeah. And I'd have to look back and see what the numbers are with Pickett, but I know they're not good. They're
1: not good. They're not. They're, they're, not, they're, get, they're yeah. not getting the
2: ball in the end zone. No. Uh, in those situations, part of that's because they they're not traditionally running running the ball in a traditional fashion.
1: That's 100 percent true. I mean, even when they scored, it was a it was a goofy play. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's not bread and butter stuff. Um, it, it,
2: it, there's that, uh, and for whatever reason, it, when they get in the red zone, Pickett hasn't been on the same page with the receivers mm-hmm. uh, when they get down close, and and. I don't know that he's comfortable making those tight window throws down close just yet. And they're getting no explosive play. They're the only team in the league that doesn't have a touchdown from outside of 20 yards.
1: Yeah, right. And it says a lot. And now teams realize, I mean, the beginning of the season, a big problem to me, and this was more the Trubisky era, but either way defense was on the field way too much bottom of the league in time of possession, you know, all these long drives, Cam Hayward's going to wear out, you know, they already have some injuries can't play defense for that many snaps. Well, they fixed that, but, and they're getting back to league average in terms of uh, time of possession after being at the bottom of the league. But part of it's the other way is the other teams saying, well, we know you're not going to chunk run us, you know, I mean, we're able to stop the run without selling out to do so. And a quarterback who started a few career games on a very young offense, yeah, you might have a ten-play drive, a twelve-play drive, but you're not wearing us out and beating us into submission. And there's a great chance you're going to have a holding call or a misread, or you know, I mean, there's so many things that can derail it, and it's just such a fine line.
2: It, it really is, and so the, I think if the Steelers are.
1: Then <sighs> they get in the red zone and they implode because, well, they're not good at it yet.
2: Yeah, I just think that it, it's it's. The offense is working too hard. It's making things more difficult than they need to be.
1: There's zero layups.
2: Zero. Zero. Um, In
1: either facet.
2: You can blame the quarterback. You can blame the offensive coordinator. You Mm -hmm. can blame the playmakers. You can blame whatever.
1: Blame the running back. Blame whoever you want.
2: It's all of the above. It is all the above. It's not – if it was just one guy or just one thing, you'd say, okay, fix that.
1: You'd love to have – Boy, everything's great except our left guard stinks. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll go find a left guard. Go find guard, a left other, guard. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, any of the above. But I don't think they have bad players.
2: I don't think so either. It's but, not
1: working right now, but yeah. they don't have bad players.
2: I, I just see an offense. Again, their th- three best offensive performances in terms of yardage have come with Kenny Pickett at quarterback.
1: Mm-hmm. He completes more balls. He moves. He plays with tempo. You know, he offers something with his legs, but. The red zone stuff.
2: The red zone stuff. It's like, it's almost like you you, you almost was, okay, Kenny, you're the quarterback between the, between the 20s, mm-hmm. and then bring Trubisky bring in. Bring the reliever up yeah. again, you know, right.
1: <laughs> and I get it, but that's how he's going to learn. I mean, very few rookie quarterbacks are good in the red zone. And the two areas, I keep bringing this up today, is red zone and between 10 and 20 yards. You know, the passing between 10 and 20 yards. If you look over the last 30 years, who are the best passers between 10 and 20 yards? It's... The Hall of Famers. Yeah. Know? I mean, that's the hardest area.
2: That's where know. most of the defensive players are at. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: you, you have to have anticipation. I mean, you Sometimes you got to lob it over us. Linebacker, they're not just go balls. They're not just screens. I mean, that's the hard area of the field to really be a successful quarterback. And that's what we need to watch with Kenny. I mean, is he getting better in that area of the field, 10 to 20 yards on field, in the red zone? Right now, he's bad in both. Yeah. Predictably.
2: Right, <laughs> not uh, this is why at the beginning of the season, Mike Tomlin went with Mitch Trubisky as mm-hmm. his quarterback because he wanted Pickett to have the time to learn how to do these things and not sure. have to do it on the job.
1: Can but, I fit that in there or not? I don't know. Yeah, you know, I just, just don't know. The it's problem. Yes the no. problem
2: was is they weren't getting any offensive output out of trubisky either. Sure. so you make the, the change was dwindling away right and now that you've made the change you're not going back
1: no and i don't think the change was a bad move and you knew there were going to be growing pains if you didn't you're crazy i mean the kid doesn't walk on water just because he went to pit and was great in the <laughs> acc it's going to be difficult and it is difficult but he does move the football um i thought he valued the football i mean yeah. everyone, turnovers have been the big key yeah I mean, he had two turnovers yesterday, but they were late in the game in comeback mode. And, you know, I, I don't think he's willy-nilly with the football.
2: No, I don't, I don't see that either. And I think the the narrative that just because the, the he has the interceptions, the narrative that, well, he's he's he throws too many Turnover interceptions. Machine, yeah. I, I, I think that's that. completely false.
1: I do, too. I do, too. And he's had some bad luck with those things. Uh, the numbers are worse than the tape. And, again, when the game was still in striking distance – I thought he valued the football. There they were well.
2: valuing the football. The, yeah. the the interception, the the fumble, which I don't necessarily blame him for, uh, and then the interception came on the final their final possession. So I mean, but the the bottom line is their their first uh, in the they first. They didn't
1: lose this game because of turnover in the first. No, no,
2: in the but in the first half it was punt touchdown, mm-hmm. punt punt, field goal end of half. Right, but and in the, the end the, you score one touchdown yeah, again. Yeah. The the problem. Was when they weren't scoring in the first half, they were going three and out.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's you know, some ugly series. Yeah, there you as well. you've got
2: to at least move the football, change the field position a little bit, mm-hmm. and you know, give the your defense, defense remains, a break. The yeah. defense
1: remains, you know, always having to start with bad field position. Um, there's very little complimentary football uh, again, penalties and pre snap stuff and self inflicted wounds. Brutal. I mean, just brutal in the first half in particular, and then the game got kind of out of hand. Yeah, so. But that's where they are, 2-6. Uh, and six. Right.
2: Uh, Again, I, I look at the back end of that schedule. Again, 20th toughest yep. schedule moving forward. Let's see who has played the 20th schedule in the first part of the season. Hmm, that would be interesting. Uh, so the Eagles have played the 27th hardest schedule to this point. That
1: makes perfect sense. They have not have been challenged.
2: Seattle, which is in first place in the NFC West, okay. has played the 26th yeah,
1: toughest schedule.
2: They're not a good football team. No, no. San Francisco has played the 25th. Okay. Hardest schedule. Uh, Denver has played the 28th hardest schedule. Which is the only reason they have a couple wins. Right. I mean, their offense
1: is putrid.
2: New England has played the 22nd hardest schedule. Their schedule moving forward now turns into the 5th hardest schedule. It's the exact opposite.
1: And Mac Jones is playing every bit as bad as Pickett. So is Zach Wilson. You know, I mean, a lot of these young guys are all struggling.
2: Jacksonville has played the 30th toughest schedule to this point, Mm. which doesn't bode well for them. The 20th... Most difficult schedule to this point in the season has been that of the six and one Minnesota Vikings.
1: Yeah, that that, turf that adds up is, completely. Right. They they got beat up pretty bad by the Eagles as well. Correct. They've they've won some close ones. They probably are more like a four and three team that is six and one at the time. I don't think anybody looks at them and thinks they're a powerhouse, but they're playing pretty well. You know, you know we'll see.
2: And to our point about the the point I said earlier, earlier about the Tennessee Titans, they've played the thirty second. Wow, easiest schedule at this point. The schedule the rest of the way is number one.
1: Really, <laughs> interesting. Funny how it falls that way.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. they've they played both games against the, the the Colts. I believe they played the Texans I twice think now. Twice against yeah. the Texans. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's going to get more difficult it's for get them. More
1: difficult. Sell so your Titan stock. Right. right. I mean, they still may win that bad division, but still, they, yeah, they do not look like a division winning team on paper or watching them.
2: The uh, you know the the team that had the second toughest schedule to this point would be the Lions. Their schedule's twenty third moving forward. Okay. The Rams have played the fourth hardest but schedule. The Lions this have point. done
1: good stuff, right? You know they don't have a lot of talent, but they end up in the short end of the sticks. But that's where the Steelers
2: games. are at right now. Baltimore has actually played the third toughest schedule thus far. They're just thirtieth moving forward. I know. Now, I part of that is they a... play the Steelers twice, right? But, but
1: I looked at it after getting that win on Thursday Night Football. They are set up extremely yeah. well, and then they traded for Roquan. Smith. They just Smith made a trade for Roquan Smith. Smith right. Yeah, they're really weak at linebacker too. So. Yeah, no, they're in a, they're they're in a good spot.
2: Cincinnati, how about this? Cincinnati's played the sixth most difficult schedule. Yeah, There's his fourth toughest moving forward.
1: Just nothing's easy ever. Huh? Nothing's going to be easy wow. for
2: them. Where's Cleveland at on here? Cleveland has played the fifteenth hardest schedule okay. to this point. There's his 10th hardest move forward. It has been getting harder. Yeah, I'm that's, what we, that preseason that's just... what we talk, talked about with them. But So it, it does lighten up considerably. And I, I think, you know, if, if you look at the, the only reason the Steelers' schedule is so difficult moving forward because they've got two against Baltimore mm-hmm. and one against Cincinnati. Yeah, since he's still limited. Division opponents, to me... That difficulty it's a of, it, yeah you you've got Especially such a fami- yeah each other such a, a familiarity times. with right, those right, right. with those teams and the and their personnel like they've never played Jalen hurts before you don't know what he can do out
1: there oh no, no right and it's like I mean I think Lamar's undefeated against the NFC well,
0: what does people-forward banking mean? At SNT, it's more than just serving as your trusted financial partner. It's making people our purpose and wanting to see everyone succeed. Join us for Days of Delight, our feel-good, give-back, make-you-smile campaign that will have you saying, this is why s Bank is my bank. We're even offering you a free financial literacy guide to start your journey to a brighter financial future. So let's celebrate kindness and create some joy. Stop by a local branch or visit stbank.com to see what the excitement is all about. Member FDIC
1: there is a reason yeah, for that. They haven't they don't they play, play, them play much. They they him much. I don't every see him. Right? It's and it's Hertz different saying, seeing him. Yeah. Um I'm, I'm sure there's people saying I don't care what the rest of the schedule is. Season shot, but this team stinks. I get it. I mean, I'm sure you're disheartened especially after getting whipped by please remember an excellent excellent football team. And I'm not saying don't worry, they'll make the playoffs and they're going to go on a run and we're going to get another Lombardi here, but there's there's stuff to build on. Yeah, you know, and I think the buy comes at a perfect time. You saw this difficult stretch, and I still am going to stand on. I think the second half of the season will be much different than the first. Again,
2: if you, if they had won just a, you know one or two won of those games, right. they'd be in a much better position. You know, if they let's say they go six and three mm-hmm. in the second half, well, that gets you to eight and nine. People are going to look at the well, the season was was a wash. If those games had been, if the schedule had been. Spread out a little bit differently. The
1: wins were spread out a little differently. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I just think it changes the perception of mm-hmm. everything. Like the Titans right now are what, five and two or whatever they are? Yeah. yeah, they yeah are five, five and two. One, five in a row. And mm-hmm. uh, we just mentioned that schedule now becomes the most difficult schedule. Right. So if the Titans finish. With six or seven wins, or seven or eight wins. So
1: they go three and seven the rest they of the get, way. Or yeah, whatever. right. right. They, they finish with the well same good.
2: eight wins with the, that the Steelers had. Are people mm-hmm. going to talk about the five and two start? Are they going to talk about the way they finish the season?
1: Right. I mean, right now, Titans are probably eighth in the power ranks. Yeah. The Steelers are 28th, you know. Right. But when it's all said and done, they both be might be seven or eight win teams. Right. You know, you know, I mean, that's just the reality. School, right.
2: And I've seen this before in 2013. Um, you know, they started two and six. They finished eight and eight. Uh, I saw it you know the, the the other one that came to mind for me was the two thousand season when they started poorly coming off of back to back losing years and then rallied to get to nine and seven and just missed the playoffs and then the next year they go thirteen and three mm-hmm. it was a building block for the right, next right, right. season because you had so many it was a it was a year of transition from some of the the you know the the, old guard. the older guard that had helped them get to the Super Bowls yeah or the Super Bowl in in, in ninety five uh, go to an AFC Championship in ninety seven. And then you know you start losing some of those guys, and yeah. the Joey Porters and the Aaron Smiths and some of those guys start to start to become something. Mm-hmm. Then you add Casey Hampton and Kendrell Bell to the equation sure. in in, in two thousand one, and all of a sudden, wow, this is this defense great is great.
1: Again, I'm not trying to sell people false hope. I mean, but I do think this whole season is a, is rightfully about big picture thinking, and I think your big picture thoughts will change in a positive way going forward, and especially when you think about. Well, they have the resources to add a Hampton. Or, I mean, yeah. the, the equivalent, you know, yeah. a real difference maker. Well, and the other thing that they have positions. that they didn't
2: have then is cap space.
1: Well, exactly. You all know, cap space and draft picks, you know. Yeah,
2: but, I mean, you did, you know, they did make some, you know, you go out and you sign a Jeff Hardings. Yeah. You go out, and, you know, the next year you go add a James Ferrier mm-hmm. And those guys become, funda- you know, foundational, foundational players.
1: Guys, right. And I'm sure they'll add a couple in that vein. Yeah. You know, what positions, we'll figure all that stuff out and who those names are. Hard but the, but the key
2: is getting Pickett, right? you know, he acclimated to, to playing in the NFL.
1: He needs to be better in the red zone in a month from now than he is now. You know? Right. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I mean, and he should be. I don't think he will and won't be. Um, he's having a tough go of it. I mean, you're asking him to sustain long drives with very little running game. I mean, that makes it awful hard on any rookie. And, you know. Well, it, here's the
2: other part of this, Matt. I'm, again, I'm sti- sticking here with football outsiders. So... Defensive DVOA. Mm -hmm. The Eagles are number two. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, Buffalo, number four.
1: Okay. And they've all hovered around one
2: all year, yeah. Cincinnati is number five. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Tampa Bay, number six. New England's number seven. Wow. The Jets are number nine.
1: Jets have a good D. People don't want to ever realize. Like, this is who they've played against. That's who they've played against. You know, you get
2: into the second half of this season, uh, Atlanta is 31st. Las Vegas, 29th. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, twenty eighth. Uh, who else they play here?
1: You'd kill to play number fifteen right now. Yeah, I mean they played
2: Miami. They did move the ball against Miami. Miami's twenty fifth. Yeah. Um, you know you've got you got some teams in there that on the schedule. You know that Carolina's eighteenth. I
1: don't remember exactly the, the numbers where you put them all, but there's basically six of the top eight or so they've played against. Yes. <laughs> or five or six. Yeah. I mean, but basically they've played the murderer's row of defenses.
2: Right. And so it's going to get better. Know, is that is it a chicken or the egg thing for the Steelers offensively right mm-hmm. now? Are they not scoring because they've played those great defenses or very good defenses, or are, they, are are those very good defenses building their numbers a little bit on playing the Steelers?
1: And both is always true in these yeah. scenarios.
2: I, do I think right now offensively they're they're in a great place? No, no, no.
1: no, no. But I do so.
2: think who they've played has played a factor in that. I'm and where they've the, played the them, the
1: Bills and Eagles are in a great place defensively. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, they just happened to play the Eagles and the Bills at their place.
1: At their building, right, right. <laughs> I mean, you're walking into a buzzsaw, and I really think 85% of the league would have shown pretty much the same way against those teams. Aaron Rodgers just got embarrassed there last night. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's just those two teams are exceptional.
2: I think yeah. they're going to play in the Super Bowl. That league. Titans team that we talked about mm-hmm. went to went, went to Buffalo in Week 2 and got destroyed.
1: They'd get destroyed in Philly. Worse
2: than the Steelers did.
1: It would have been just as bad if Tennessee went into Philly yesterday. Yeah, in the same situation, the Eagles coming off a bye, Malik Willis is your quarterback. Oh, that would have been, been ugly. Ju- I mean, have been. Oh my God, bad, would that would have right? been ugly. would have been worse. Yeah. Been worse. Right. I mean, they wouldn't have moved the football. So, not excusing it away. They're not in a good place. We're not making excuses. We're just trying to tell you some facts. You know. I mean, yeah.
2: I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Happened. Yeah. Uh, you know. I also got. I did. Uh, if
1: I don't see progress in the second half, I'm going to be right. Worried. Then the, the, now, now be
2: you're worried, right? now, there, now there's a reason to be more critical. Right. I, I did a, a, a hit earlier today with Stan Saverin, and he asked me about some of the comments coming out of the locker room yesterday. You know, guys talking about being more prepared and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. I'm like, that's what you hear out of a losing locker room like that. When a team's struggling like this, yeah. you're always looking for the answer. Well, what could it be? Well, I know I'm doing my job here. But maybe I need to do more. Mm-hmm. And so you say things like, we we need to study more as a team. We need to do this. We need to do that. That's just what you hear.
1: That's not always the answer. Like, no. Everyone's slacking. And I mean, 90% Nobody, of the football. No,
2: no players are ever going to say, well, we don't have the players. Oh, right. <laughs>
1: All right. We're not talented enough. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, I've been around football teams. You've been around so many locker rooms like that. I mean, the easy answer is we'll just work harder. You know, Right. I mean, you know, and that doesn't. That doesn't mean that you haven't been
2: working hard. I mean, because again, the athletic arrogance takes over and you're like, well, we can't, you know, I I see these guys around me. We have the talent.
1: I know this Pickens guy is pretty athletic and pretty good player. You know, exactly. So I, I, I do give Kenny credit though. I liked what he said at the podium. I mean, they're looking for offensive leaders, offensive, you know, guys to count on. Did he play great? Of course not. But I liked that he came to the podium and, Took responsibility, but also called out his teammates. I mean, a lot of we have to do this stuff. Yeah. You know, I thought that was good. I thought
2: that was good too. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's the biggest difference um, to me between um, the the situation he's stepping into and the situation Ben Roethlisberger stepped into oh, night in day. 2004. It's right. night right. and day. Roethlisberger was stepping into an, uh, an established offense that had the Allen Fanicas and the Marvell Smiths right, right. and, you know, guys of that nature. I mean, if you had Pounce uh, in his, Pouncey and, in his prime, yeah, the
1: Castro, like that, things would be a little different. right? Yeah,
2: he's expected to be the guy, right? And, and I know it,
1: they're counting Najee to be a, a leader, as but even he, well. he's, he's a second-year guy, enough and he's, and he's, he's a, a second-year second guy, too. right? Like, right, right. It's and just quarterbacks don't last like quarterbacks right. and linemen, and you know, right. So yeah. they are looking for for leaders.
2: Yeah. You can check out the Steelers Week in Review. It's hosted by Wesley Euler. It's a recap of the previous game as well as a look at the Steelers' next opponent. New episodes drop every Tuesday. They're available on the Steelers' mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. We'll be back with more on The Drive right after this.
0: What does people-forward banking mean? At s it's more than just serving as your trusted financial partner. It's making people our purpose and wanting to see everyone succeed. Join us for Days of Delight, our feel-good, give-back, make-you-smile campaign that will have you saying, this is why ST Bank is my bank. We're even offering you a free financial literacy guide to start your journey to a brighter financial future. So let's celebrate kindness and create some joy. Stop by a local branch or visit stbank.com to see what the excitement is all about. Member FDIC.